All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist Luke Lachey. Luke, what is up? What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I appreciate you doing the show. Um, all right, so I did read through your bio. I, I listened to one of the tracks on this um, on this uh, latest project. I listened to Never Too Far. Um and one of the things that I was really intrigued with the most was your ability to switch from singing to rapping. Um, it was produced very well. And I just dig this song, man. So I guess let's start off with that. Talk about this new single you dropped. Uh, what's the backstory there? Um, well, I uh, actually wrote it for this girl that I uh, had a crush on, but... Um she's got a boyfriend so there's really not much I can do about it and um yeah that was kind of the whole point of the song was to uh kind of um capture the the feeling of of wanting something you can't have or longing for someone that you can't have anymore or something like that um and I just I don't know I just kind of went with it and and I wanted to kind of approach it as a, as like you said, singing and rapping, kind of like a Bone Thugs and Harmony type feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what I was going for. And the title's catchy too, because it, of course, Fade the Black comes to mind right away, but you didn't die. But Fade the Blue's perfect, because when you're down, you, you, you know, you're sad, you're blue. You know, you're, right. you're feeling blue. Um, so you were born in, in uh, Harlem, New York? And yeah. then you then you uh, moved out west to Los Angeles. How old were you when you when you left New York? Um, I was really young. I moved with my my parents. They uh, they brought me out here, and I grew up here in LA for the most part. All right, yeah. So do you have family back there? Do you get back to New York at all, or is you pretty much your whole life? Yeah, no. I go and visit. I go and visit every once in a while, like every year or so. Yeah. What's um, up? Yeah. That's my favorite city. It'll yeah. always be my favorite city. New York City. Yep. So, how old were you when you first started messing around, making music and rapping and writing and stuff like that? Um, well, I started playing the piano when I was like seven, but I didn't really start to write lyrics till I was 15. And then I got really serious about it when I was 18. And... Um, yeah, it just kind of went from there. You know, not in, not not just anybody can rap. Um, not anybody can sing. I mean, they can, but some of them sound like shit, like me. <laughs> um, you can do both. So when did you know, like, like, you know, when did you know that you know, hey man, I'm pretty good at this shit, man. I'm, I'm gonna make a roll. I'm, I'm gonna make a run with this. I mean, I mean, because there's got to be a point where you transition from just dabbling around to, you know, hey man, I can make something of myself doing this. Yeah, well, it's because I mean, I really love to do it. I get a rush when I just flow to a beat, and it comes it comes naturally to me, and I just. Um, yeah, I just wanted to really go for it because it just feels right, you know. It just feels like I'm like it comes comes pretty easily to me. Yeah. 
I believe there's I believe I do believe that that good rappers um there's a there's a born ability and then of course you can polish your craft also by practicing but I think that you have to have some kind of talent to be born with it also especially freestyle do you freestyle at all yeah I freestyle a bit that's another monster for me man I see some people that freestyle and uh yeah, I'm impressed man because I mean it's one thing to rhyme songs or I'm sorry rhyme words but when you can start rhyming words, when people are throwing words at you and like actually making it make sense, at the same time, that's also a talent right there. Yeah, that's yeah, a totally. It's almost a, its own art form in itself. Yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. So, how much playing do you do? Like live performing, do you do? Um, I do some underground stuff in LA. Um, nothing huge, but I've had a couple couple nice shows um i got to open for lupe fiasco one time yeah i saw that that's pretty cool yeah yeah that was kind of a fluke i uh i the promoter knew me and he uh he liked me enough to fly me out to china to perform and open for lupe and uh yeah it was it was a great experience you know, when I read that, I was like, wow, I mean, because China's not, like, next door. That's, a, like, literally across the, on the other side of the earth. Yeah, um, that flight was great. <laughs> yeah, that's a brutal flight, man, when you get over to the to the South, you know, Asian countries. Um, so what, what, what did you take out of that experience that's benefited you the most, being able to perform out there in China? Um, well, it was just, just knowing that it was kind of my taste of what can really um can really happen and it was all i've been i've done shows before where the acoustics in the place isn't great and the microphones you can't really hear yourself and it's kind of it's kind of shitty but yeah but at this this one everything was top-notch professional you know the microphone everything was good and i just i could really perform i could really like you know shine out there and it just um yeah it was great i got a good reaction from the crowd and nice. uh, lupe i talked to lupe afterwards and he, he was he complimented me and nice. it, was, it was it was dope yeah i was gonna ask you if you had a chance to interact with lupe at all at the show or after it um was he able to offer any advice to you at all or did you guys just kind of shoot the breeze a little bit and shake hands and, and go in different ways yeah, it wasn't it wasn't uh, too long of an interaction, but you know we shook hands and you know I didn't I, I'm not the type of person to say hey can I take a selfie yeah, and exactly. autograph I don't really I don't do that kind of shit yeah I would rather just like shake your hand and talk to you like a human and just you know yeah man you know what a lot of celebrities really appreciate that too. Um, yeah, they get they get hit up yeah. about selfies and, and autographs all the time. So when they actually have a, a you know a, a meaningful interaction without like somebody fanboying on them, they love that stuff. Right, they do. Um, so I want to talk more about your piano playing. So how in depth did you get with piano playing? Um, well, I I mean I started when I was seven, like I said, and I I had a great piano teacher. And, um, 
and that's how I learned. I was taught, and um, I learned a bunch of songs, and it just really informed my musical IQ, which really helped uh, with uh, you know my singing and rapping and everything else. Do you incorporate your piano playing into any of your hip hop music? Oh yeah, I make I make some of the beats. Yeah. This EP I haven't I didn't make any of the beats, but some of my older stuff I definitely uh, produce some of it. Um, but yeah, I've just been lately more focused on the songwriting aspect of it all. And this and this EP fade to blue. How many tracks? Five tracks on it. How many tracks you got? Yeah, five. Um, have you, have you, do you get spins? You got any spins? Any of these getting spins? Um, on some internet radio stations, yeah. Good. Um, on some, uh, yeah, some playlists out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to, um, spread it out to more people, get more, more, more plays, more listeners. You know, the music world's just different nowadays. I'm a lot, I'm a lot older than you are. Um, I grew up in the 80s and like back then like the holy grail for a musical artist would be to get a record contract you know get a record deal and of course you know then the record company would finance your tours and you know your merchandise and you make your money on concerts and stuff like that nowadays I mean there are still record labels out there but social media plays a much much larger part um and it's got its ups and downs as far as I'm concerned because the ups are people like you, you know, you can build your own following, you can, you can, and you retain the rights to your music too. Um, but the flip side is you can make a whole lot more money if you get a nice fat record deal with somebody. Um, what do you do as far as, like, what is your plan? Is your plan just to amass a huge social media following and, breakthrough that way or are you actually trying to get like record deals also um i mean at this point i'll i'll take what i can get you know um i just uh whether it's on social media or um getting a record deal i don't i don't really know i mean Mm -hmm. I, i the most important thing is that the music gets heard by a lot of people and I'm able to, you know, make a solid living off of it. Yeah. By, um, I, I want to get more into, uh, sync licensing, you know, placement on film and TV. Cause that's a great way to, uh, make a living. Yeah. What about writing, writing like songs from, from movie tracks to soundtracks? Yeah. Yeah. I had, a, um, I had a couple songs get placed in a couple tv shows really in a netflix a netflix movie really that's great man that's that's really good yeah so but most of the time it was like in the background of a party scene or something it wasn't like a a big time placement slot yeah so i'm trying to work my way up to that that's it you gotta you gotta you know you crawl before you walk you walk before you run you know? Right. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, who, who are some of your musical influences coming up? Um, I mean, there's a lot. Uh, I was. I'm always into um, Outkast. Um, I was really into uh, Method Man and Biggie 
and um, I liked a lot of the old old Motown bands, uh, Motown groups like uh, The Temptations. Oh, and nice! I love Stevie Wonder, oh, yeah. Marvin Gaye, and James Brown. That kind of vibe, and other other bands, other bands like. Uh, like the animals and the trogs and the, wow, you have a you know. very very unique, diverse, um, favorite music. I mean, you're all over the place, which is beautiful. Yeah, you know, I like to listen to as much different genres of music because it really it complements complement complements each other. I think, like, I listen to bossa nova music when I want to relax yeah that's great you know, man there's, there's a time and place for for everything I'm the same exact way man I mean I'm I'm 54 years old now but I'll still jam Tupac I mean I'm even Tupac fan for for freaking decades yeah. um I like Dr. Dre I like I like a lot of the, I like the older hip-hop more than I like the newer stuff um Maybe that's just because I'm not really as dialed in to the newer stuff. I just grew up listening to those throwback stuff, like Run DMC and um, yes. Kumo D and you know, some of the real OGs, man. I go back MWA. to MWA. Yeah, you know MWA. Um, one of the things I really, really respected about them guys was basically their zero fucks to give attitude. Um, yeah. they just took on the government too. You know, they were, they were taking on like, like monsters. They were, they were taking on the government, uh, police, and they opened yeah. the doors, man, and they gave a lot of the artists behind them, and just, even people who weren't musical artists, just, just educated them on inequality and shit like that, man. So I, I really respect them. Yeah, they, they definitely, uh, they definitely broke barriers. Big time. Big time, and then Tupac came a little bit after them, but not much after him. He came in; they were they were like a little bit past their prime, but they were still out there doing their thing. But I remember then Tupac came in; he was really young, but he, they they didn't so much pass him the torch, but he kind of like you know you know you know what I mean. He kind of tailed in there right as they were starting to fade a little bit. Right, the early nineties. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Um, so what are your goals, man, for, for 2020? Cause it's almost 2020. So what do you want to get done before the end of 2020? Um, I got a couple videos I'm working on. Uh, go. I got one for, uh, one of my songs, Backstabber. It's almost finished. Um, that should be out soon. And then I got, um, a couple of acoustic versions of songs. I have an acoustic version of Never Too Far. Really? Coming out. Who plays the, yeah. who plays the guitar? Uh, Big Chris Flores. He's the guy who produced nice. the song. He's, uh, yeah, he's really good. He's a really talented guitarist and producer. Now, let me ask you this. So when you do the acoustic version of that song, because I just listened to it before I got you on the air, um, uh, will you slow it down? Will you, are you going to slow it down some for the acoustic, or will you keep the same? The same. It's uh, the same tempo. Uh-huh. The thing, it's it, when you listen to it, it, might seem a little slower, but it's actually the same tempo because um, he, how we started doing it was we were bouncing out the acapella, yep. and um, he just started messing around and playing the guitar to my voice, yep. and I was like, hold on a second. What if we did an acoustic version? And he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So, so yeah, he just kind of produced a song around my vocals, nice. you know, nice. kind of like 
from the outside in rather than the inside out kind of thing. And also, I think the 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 just the sound of an acoustic guitar may may give it the not the appearance, but but um, it may sound slower, but it's really not. You know what I mean? Cause right. The, the, the acoustic guitar kind of mellowed them on a little bit. Are you going to drop a video for that for that version for the acoustic version of that song? Uh, a video? Um, I was thinking about doing a video for the original one. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't go wrong either one. I love. That. I really love the song. Honestly, I'm not just telling you that. Like I get a Thanks. lot. I get a lot of. Uh, you know, I interview a lot of hip hop artists. I, li- I interview a lot of genres. Period. Rock, country, a little bit of country, a lot of hip hop, a lot of R and B. So I'll get like you know, I'll get the files and I'll listen to the music. And just like anything else, yeah, you got some that's not as good as others, you know. So when I when yeah. I every time I get a new artist I'm gonna talk to, I'll I'll play their song. I kind of hold my breath, you know, because if it sucks, I kind of gotta like be nice, and I don't want to tell the artist it sucks when I'm when I'm talking to them. Um, but when I clicked yours, within like seconds, I was like, "Yep, this guy knows what he's doing." I just knew right. I could tell you have experience too. You've been doing this a minute. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yep. All right, man. Look, I had fun talking to you, man. This new EP, I hope it does well for you. Um, tell everybody out there before I let you go where they can get this music and where they can follow you on all your social media platforms. Yeah, it's uh, it's at Luke Lachey, just my name, one word, and it's on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, um, and Spotify. Just search Luke Lachey, and everything will come up. So, yes. All right, everybody out there listening to this, check him out, Luke Lachey. His new EP is called Fade to Blue. You heard where he said you can get it, all this stuff. Plus, I'll put the links in the article when I when I, when I I go live with this, which will just be in a few minutes. Luke, I appreciate that uh, you coming on board, and when you got some something else to talk about, some new stuff, I want you to come back, all right? All right, sounds good. Cool, Luke. Have a good night, all right? You too.